0: great filter is a phobos tech podcast all proceeds go to fund the stem theory research project inspired by the economic systems of both gene Roddenberry's star trek and ian m binks's culture series stem theory aims for a cleaner healthier future for all of humanity go to the great to like rate subscribe or follow us on spotify google podcasts apple podcasts and more The Great Filter has adopted the No Pass Directive. That's no placements, ads, spots, or sponsors. So check out the support link at thegreatfilterpodcast.com and consider becoming a monthly contributor. Options are as low as 99 cents per month. Thank you. Will we be the filtered or the filtrate? Today, we know that intrinsic motivation is a real thing, and that it is really important. Self-directed exploration and play are primary drivers of human learning and development. Our curiosity, more than anything else, is what promotes deep and lasting learning, not the grades nor the praises we receive. Kenan M. Sheldon a uh, quick note on Dr. Sheldon. Um, he have, has two books out. Um, one is uh, The Self-Determination Theory in the Clinic, and the other is The Optimal Human Being. Uh, both books are incredibly fascinating. They're both incredibly insightful. I would highly recommend uh, either or both if you are interested in that subject, which um, if you are interested in what it takes to... Uh, self-motivate, and become your best self, I I suspect they would both be something you might be interested in taking a look at. Uh, I have had the amazing good fortune and and pleasure of having had some few conversations with uh, Dr. Sheldon, and he he is just a profoundly optimistic uh, person when it comes to you know humanity's uh, capacity and capabilities and he's just uh, been an incredible inspiration to me um professionally okay um so w- with this episode i wanted to kind of do something a little different it's incredibly easy <laughs> to point out flaws to point out the things that we're doing wrong you know to not, not, not only is it easy, but the things that we're doing right often go unnoticed because there is no big, monstrous problem to, to draw your attention from you know whatever else. I didn't start the great filter because I think humanity is hopeless. I started the great filter because i'm extremely concerned about humanity's future and about the direction that we are headed as as a species and while this western individualist mindset uh this kind of industrial better faster cheaper sort of mentality has catapulted us into the age that we are now into this technological you know age of marvels and wonders it doesn't mean that it's good for that mentality to continue. If we are just bulldozing ahead at these just fucking ridiculously, unfathomably fast speeds, we are going to hit either a brick wall or our energy is going to fizzle out. There are limited resources on the planet that is a fact. <laughs> you know, it, it's not a ball of infinite matter. There we literally only have so much that we can so much energy we can extract and material that we can extract from our home planet. I, I mean, it's, it's sorry for laughing it's not funny. It, it just makes me chuckle because it's one of those things, you no. Know, It's frustrating because it's, it's not something people really recognize easily. You know, the idea that, that our attitude is is unsustainable. That's not a concept that, that we have, I guess, tuned ourselves to be capable of really processing in, in the way that it needs to be processed. So for this episode, right your best possible self what does that what does that mean what does it mean for you to be your best possible self well you, you have to imagine humanity as if we are uh, you know a piece of chain mail okay every single human is one little link in this giant mesh of human chainmail. You being your best possible self means that you are the best possible, strongest link for the position that you are in. So we're going to go over five attributes, like five scientifically verified, valid, studied for the past, you know, 50, 60 years attributes that are necessary in order for people to become their best possible selves. As we've discussed previously, you need your environment to be conducive to that. Every single one of us, if we are to be our best possible selves, as in our absolute best possible self, we need an environment that caters to that, that nurtures that, that supports that. And unfortunately... That, that is not something that a lot of us have. It, many of our situations don't allow for, for that sort of uh, acceleration into, into becoming the best you. That all aside, these five attributes, and I'll just name them off really quickly, uh, nutrition, exercise, meditation, education, and altruism in order, right, if you handle these in order, and we're going to go over each one in a little bit more depth, if you handle these in order, each each next attribute builds on the previous attribute. It's almost like for you to reach the, the I guess, the apex of any one attribute, you have to first kind of reach the apex of, of its predecessor. Okay, so before we... Dig into these five attributes, okay? These five stepping stones, or whatever you want to call them, before we really kind of dig into this, there are just simply a few central core concepts that we just need to understand as a species. That as as a world, we need to finally wrap our fucking minds around this. And it, it's an, you know, it's not a few. It's just one. It's just one central idea. And that is that we are all one. Sure, we may feel like we are individuals. But biologically, we are, by definition, just a step away from a superorganism. A superorganism, like bees, are a superorganism. Ants are a superorganism. Superorganisms are uh, a group of Uh, organisms of the same species that have a division of labor, right? Each, each organism specializes in one job or another. Okay. And by definition, it states that a single organism of that species cannot live for any extended period of time away from the collective. They, They will die. They are incapable of surviving on their own for an extended period of time is that one single point that makes it so we cannot put humanity under the umbrella of what is a super organism which is man i don't know i feel like that affects us in a certain way like it, it it makes us feel like we are not a collective that we don't have any sort of special unique uh, social bonding and properties that are, you know, vital to our survival when in fact we do just because we can't, uh, or, or just because we are capable of leaving the collective as an individual and surviving for an extended period of time does not mean that we don't mostly have all the traits of a super organism. And if you've listened to a uh, previous, ep- a couple previous episodes, I believe one or two, I've mentioned the concept of a supraorganism optima. That's just my attempt at giving humanity a super organism like umbrella. And the only difference between a superorganism and a supraorganism optima is that, like I said, with a superorganism, uh one unit or one, you know, member of the collective can't survive on its own with the superorganism optima, one member of of the collective can't self-actualize without the collective. They can't, you know, optimize, right? Supraorganism optima. It simply comes down to this you cannot optimize as a human being by yourself. We are social creatures. We literally need the input experience, products, services of other people to optimize as an individual. And you cannot give back to the community without first having optimized, or at least you cannot give back optimally. You cannot really give back to the community unless unless you're truly an optimized individual. So if you really think about humanity as one single organism the only you know real difference is that we each have our our own cognition we each have a sense of self right i mean evolutionarily the way we interact with each other the way we function together it's as if we were a single organism and that's how evolution has sort of shaped us that's just we just need to accept that we just need to accept that you cannot survive mentally, really, on your own. You cannot become your best self on your own. It's, it's virtually impossible. You, you simply cannot do it. You need me. I need you. That's the fucking facts. <laughs> that is just how it is. There's no other way around it. Unless you augment yourself with some fucking alien technology and you can do everything yourself... You need to accept that as a fact. And the fact that we don't accept it is where most of our problems come from. The fact that you think you're you and I think I'm me and I need to get paid for all the work that I do because it's more important than you because I work harder than you and you're not as important as I am, blah, 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 blah. Like this mentality, it does nothing for us. It it does nothing but... Just drive us into stupidity and into self-destructive behaviors anyway uh, yeah I'm, I'm done with that rant okay so let's get on to how we as individuals right can do what we can do what is within our control to become the best us because when one person starts On that path when one person starts to optimize starts to self-actualize they influence those around them if we're going to change it needs to come from within it needs to come from the fundamental component there is no there is no law there is no regulation there is no globally sweeping change that you can just implement to shift everything the change has to ultimately come from within each individual because we are a giant sheet of living chain mail. And we have so many broken spots and weak links. And we have entire areas where we've all just sort of rejected that entire section of the chain mail. If we were functionally like... Uh, I guess vitally interconnected, as in, uh, if we really were part of the same organism, it would be dead. It would have been dead long ago. That there's no possible way an organism where, you know, like 25% of its body mass is malfunctioning or dying or can't get enough food or can't get what it needs to optimize. There's no possible way an organism could live like that. <laughs> I mean, seriously, you, you you can't reject 25% of your in- it doesn't matter what you're talking about. 25% is a fucking lot. Like, you know, it's a it's a an entire leg or half your gut or you know, half of your uh chest and and one of your arms. Like 25% is is no joke. It that that is <laughs> That is a lethal loss. You, you you can't. The fact that we've been able to is not really a fact. We haven't been able to, and and it shows oh so vividly, and it's so terrifying that we haven't looked at this and clicked into gear like oh, shit. of us are really in trouble. That's going to, that's going to affect all of us. We need to do something about this because we are one. (sighs) Yeah. Okay. Now (laughs) I'm done with that rant. Let's get into this. Okay. Nutrition. We have a bit of a nutrition is one of the tougher ones. I mean, I understand. I get this. It, It really is difficult. But it's easier than, than you've been led to believe. So l- let me explain. Buying nutritious food can be expensive, yes. But here's kind of the, the give and take of the whole thing. The more nutritious you eat, the less you are hungry. The more good food you fill your body with, the less you want to just eat and eat and eat and eat. The reason you eat so much crap food if you do, right, is because you're not getting the nutrients you need. Look, dude, I'm 200, I'm 230 pounds. Okay, I'm in, I'm in okay shape. I could be in better shape, right? But I eat as healthy as I can. I eat greens every day. I eat a little bit of bacon every day. I don't eat anything processed. I just eat apples and pears and, and whatever else. I don't eat a lot and I don't lose body weight. I, I, I'm totally stable and I really don't eat a lot every day. You know, I'll have like uh, uh, an apple with some peanut butter for lunch and then a little bit of fish with a small salad for dinner and a few strips of bacon and I'll just wrap up, you know, a, a bunch of, uh, of spinach leaves. Like it's not a lot of food, but I also don't eat need a lot because I eat right. I eat healthy. My body can sustain itself on on just the the richness of of the, the nutrition of the food that I eat now nutrition is a tricky topic because I'm not a doctor. I can't tell you what you need to eat, but go to a nutritionist you know even if even if you're financially having a really hard time. You can find uh, um, like specialist clinics and stuff that have nutritionists in them that you can go and talk to. Uh, you can jump online on you know on forums. Whatever you need to do to break the the, the habit of eating poorly, because y- you are part of the system. You are just as important as I am, as my neighbor is, as you know, dude, and next country over doing whatever like we are all important that that's i i want you to be just as healthy as i am because here's the thing when your body is healthy or when you are trying to be as healthy as possible every now and then somebody gets hit with something serious and my heart goes out to you but even in that kind of a situation this (laughs) especially in that kind of a situation you need to eat optimally there is no physical ailment where the doctor's going to say oh you need to start eating candy bars and and uh, doritos because that's the only way you're going to get through this there's not one fucking sickness or ailment that a doctor is going to say that about. There's not ever. There never will be. The way you eat influences everything. Everything from how clear your thought is to how quickly your body heals to how fast you can run to how much you can do in a day to how good you feel to your mood, to your, uh, you know, if you've got depression or ADHD, it's good nutrition that mitigates all that, uh, all those negative side effects and all those problematic things that, that are frustrating to deal with. So if you're going to do what you need to do to be your best self, you need to start with a foundation and that foundation is without question nutrition next level up is exercise good exercise does so much and you don't need a lot of that either <laughs> like you don't man again I'm, I'm not a doctor okay but I read the research a lot probably more than I should but here's the thing if you exercised and it doesn't have to be a lot like 20 minutes A day just go for a walk around the block make sure you spend a good 20 minutes make sure you get your heart rate you don't have to get it throbbing in there you know just get it up go for a walk around the block come back your mood will elevate like you know not just at the end of the walk but it will get to the point where it is consistently elevated throughout the day you will just feel better all the time Uh, it helps with ADHD symptoms it helps with depression it helps with anxiety it helps with <laughs> I mean what doesn't it help with right plus it it helps your body be healthy it again it helps with healing it helps with um, circulation it helps with clarity of thought it helps with problem-solving like it, the nutrition and exercise are like almost magic bullets and it's fucking crazy how little people get this if i mean i recommend looking at the research okay i'm just giving you a quick overview of of what anybody can do or and what anybody really should be doing to be their best selves okay so that's nutrition and exercise next comes meditation okay meditation does so much for your mind And just like nutrition and just like exercise, it mitigates ADHD symptoms. It mitigates um, uh, depression and anxiety. It helps you control your mind to a degree that most people don't even know is possible. (laughs) I mean, for real. Most people don't even understand what meditation is. Uh, If I were to recommend one book, whether... and Okay, there's a little... A woo in this book, but just the first step in the book, if everybody just mastered the first step in this book, our world would be fundamentally changed, like completely a different place. You have no idea. It is called Initiation into Hermetics by Franz Barden. Yeah, it goes into spiritual stuff and woo sort of things, you know, but the the meditations in this book have so completely changed my life personally and they also turn out to be the meditations that when studied in the laboratory have the most pronounced and profound effect on people that it's a good place to start okay you don't need to master everything in the book just take a look at the first step it's literally called the first step there's you don't have to do all the physical stuff or anything. Just the meditation part, okay? There's three meditations. And I can promise you, if every human on the planet mastered those three meditations, I mean, it it'll, it can take somebody up to a year to do it. And that's fine. You know, you're just laying down uh, 10 to 20 minutes every day, like 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes at night. But if everybody in the world mastered those three meditations it would be such a completely different story i i don't even know uh if we could if we can conceive of what the world would be like with everybody's minds operating like that until it happens if it happens right so yeah okay nutrition for your foundation exercise and even if you have some sort of condition that makes it difficult to exercise, there's got to be something, you know. And again, ask your doctor. Uh, sometimes it's not recommended to do anything too intense. So just pass it by your physician. Then meditation to, to get the mind up there. Then self-education. In the connected world that we live in, uh, with at least... Most people having some sort of access to the internet. If you don't have access to the internet, you definitely have access to some sort of library or information uh, repository, or uh, you know you can send away for books. But self education is not just important for um, for keeping your mind sharp. But it's important for keeping you aware of how the world works, the knowledge that we possess as a collective, uh, what we can do, what we know, the things we understand about the universe and the world that we live in. So, uh, personally, um, I, I, and I am not selling these guys. Okay. I'm just telling you what I do. You can do whatever you want. Uh, I use YouTube a lot. Um, I'm a software engineer, right? So I I use YouTube as a reference a lot. I also take Consistently take classes through Wondrium. They used to be the Great Courses Plus Uh, They just recently changed to Wondrium. I I, I Don't know weird. Yeah, but whatever, but they have so much good content college professors (laughs) that are experts in their fields uh, teaching full university lectures that you can just watch online. Who cares if you get a degree, dude? I probably got like Ph.D.s worth of of knowledge just from Wondrium alone. Uh, there's Wikipedia. There are there, there's all sorts of stuff, and you can literally give yourself an Ivy League level college education just by just you know poking around a little bit, finding the right lectures. MIT has calculus lectures, they've got psychology, they've got sociology, they have behavioral psychology, they have genetics, they've got uh, courses on robotics. I mean, all on YouTube and on, on their website, too, Harvard, Stanford, they all do this. Open courseware, right, MIT's open courseware, it's available to anybody who can tap into the internet, you just have to set a schedule for yourself. You just have to make sure that between this time and this time, you're, you're zoning in. You're you're taking one of the courses. And it can take time, right? But, I, I mean, again, I, I'm telling you, I have taught myself linear algebra. I've taught myself calculus. I've taught myself uh, differential equations. I've taught myself, uh, pff, I, I don't even know, Uh Oh, I've taught myself machine learning and artificial intelligence. I've taught myself, I've completely taught myself programming. I actually dropped out of college because I kept bumping heads with my professors because, you know, stupid young kid brain. But that aside, I have completely taught myself everything that I know. Psychology, sociology, whatever, dude. I, I love it you get to understand how things really work it's an amazing world out there i mean that's why i was able to even have a basis to start my research on was because i just am you know whatever i love it all psychology is so fascinating to me and it just so happened that you know psychology and economics were two things i was studying at at one time and and i had this one idea in my head and all of a sudden i had you know an idea for something to investigate it anybody can do it you just need to be strict with yourself have a schedule set aside some time and then just do it right that's all you have to do you just have to do it okay so self-education Let's move on to altruism. And this is something I need to be better at. Like, bad. I, I really need to be a, a better person with going out and interacting with people face-to-face and just doing something kind to somebody I don't even know without any expectations of getting anything back. I, I But the fact of the matter is... That the science tells us that when you do engage in these charitable behaviors, that your appreciation for reality and life and humanity and the world around us goes up. Do things for people that you don't expect anything in return for. Do things for people that don't know who you are. Do things for people that will never see your face again and walk away Without ever expecting a thank you, just knowing that you did something for another member of your species, for another cell in the human superorganism Optima, do something to lift somebody else up. Not just because research shows that it elevates your appreciation for the world around you, but because you know that they are another node in this massive global network of humans and the human superorganism organism optima that needs you and that you understand that we all need each other and if you care about humanity at all on any level the least you can do is do something for one of those pieces of our human chainmail. That's a little run down. That's a little broken. That needs a little help getting back on their feet. It doesn't matter if they're. Junking out and shooting up on the corner. It just matters that you do something kind for somebody else. And not expect anything in return. Okay. <laughs> I think that, that about wraps it up. Um, so. Seriously five things and they each build on the previous one going up these steps taking care of one at a time gives you the power to to activate and i guess engage the next step like if you're not eating nutritiously if you're not eating food that's good for your body trying to start exercising is dumb it's not gonna work is going to still leave you exhausted and feeling shitty. If you are not exercising and taking care of your body, trying to meditate is like I don't know, trying to like trying to inflate a boat with an air pump that has a leak in it, kind of maybe. <laughs> I mean, that's probably the best comparison I can I can think of right now. And then trying to self-educate really when you don't have a handle on your mind and you really don't know how to control your thoughts yet yeah sure you can learn things because people do but do you want to just kind of learn things or do you want to really be able to understand the information really grasp it and really extract it like utility like like these pieces of information are literal tools that you can connect to each other and you know manipulate each other with and create even larger devices with like mental devices that can do even more that's what information is that's what education is that's what creativity is meditation just kicks creativity into gear and you're not going to be able to really use it to its full potential when you're not eating right and you're not exercising and you're not meditating, that education, is it's its pretty baseline. It's just kind of learning things here and there, that, whatever. When you amp your mind up and you take hold of, of the processes and how it works and you understand your mind in the way that meditation allows you to, education is an entirely new world and last but not least altruism this is where once you are the strongest link you can be it's time to go out and strengthen the other links that need your help how much simpler can it can it be relayed be the change you want to see that's uh yeah that's that's that so i i want to thank you for listening and I just want to say I really do think we can pull out of this. But we need to activate. We need to do it. We need to engage the problem. And and I'm not talking about, you know, stopping pollution and whatever. We need to engage the problem of the majority of us not seeing that we are all one in a very literal and real sense we are all one and and until we get out of this mental rut that the individuals have found themselves in we're not going to pull out of this so I don't know. Let's do what we need to do to make sure everybody sees this and everybody gets it. Like, that light clicks on. (sighs) Okay. Uh, Yeah. Thank you for listening. I will see you guys next time. Bye. In the interest of transparency, The Great Filter Podcast is a Phobos Tech production. All proceeds go to funding the STEM Theory Research Project and other Phobos Tech research endeavors. If you enjoyed this episode, Please show your support by sharing, liking, and subscribing. You may also help support our efforts with a small monthly donation. Thanks.